Hi, and welcome to the Social Angle Podcast. I'm Vinny, and on this episode, I'm joined by PR consultant Michelle Garrett to talk about Twitter's hot new audio chat-based feature called Spaces. Garrett, who's been on Twitter for over a dozen years and loves the network, adapted Spaces earlier this year for her business and is now hosting a popular and engaging show called the PR Lunch Hour. How did she do it? What are some of the challenges? And why not Clubhouse? The answers are all coming up right now. Michelle Garrett, welcome to the Social Angle Podcast. Hello, Benson. How are you? I'm doing great. Nice to finally meet you. We're friends on Twitter, and now I finally get to meet you in person. Well, virtually. That's right. No, it's it's great. I This is one of my favorite things about Twitter is taking those uh, relationships uh, to the next level. So I'm really pleased to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So it's blazing hot here in Pennsylvania. How is it out in Ohio? Yeah, and my phone says it feels like 100. So I would not know because <laughs> I have not uh, set foot outside today. And I really don't care if I do go outside today, but I still feel like you know, we're, we have it better than the folks out of the Pacific Northwest. So yeah, my sister lives out in Portland and she sent uh, a text earlier this morning that just had a melting ice cube. And I was like, oh, that's awesome because <laughs> that pretty much represents her because she's melting right now. <laughs> and I can't be more sympathetic. 115 yeah. degrees. I hope I never experienced that. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have a great topic today. We're going to be talking about Twitter spaces. Yes. That new feature of Twitter that allows you to have audio chats with pretty much anybody. Um, But before we get into that conversation, can uh, you just give a a brief introduction of yourself, your company, and how long you've been using Twitter for business? Sure. Um, Well, I have, uh, I'm, I'm Michelle Garrett. I, on Twitter, I am PR is us at PR is us. Um, I am a a public relations consultant and a freelance writer, and I have been in business for myself for more than 20 years now. Um, And I have been on Twitter since 2009. I just looked that up for somebody the other day. And um, granted, I was not embracing and loving it from the very beginning. It took me some time. And I think that's probably pretty common. So if people feel like they don't get the hang of it right away, or they don't love it right away, I think it's okay to like, experiment and take your time. And um, we could talk about ways to, you know, increase engagement and and all that too. But, um, but yeah, that's basically the story. Yeah, I've been on Twitter since March of 2009. I think I actually looked you up. I think you're, you're April of 2009. <laughs> so I beat you by a month, but it's crazy that 12 years now, um, you and I have yeah. both been on Twitter. Uh, I, yeah. I embraced it from the beginning. Um, I've been very active on it for, uh, for a dozen years now. And mm-hmm. that to me is, is astounding that it's already 12 years later. Um, but you have a great presence, um, you know, and part of this discussion is going to be about how you engage um, your followers in uh, spaces. So let's talk about Clubhouse first. Clubhouse was the audio sensation. It was mm-hmm. the hottest trend on social media. Um, but earlier this year, Twitter launched Spaces, which is a feature of the network that allows you to have audio conversations on the app. Can you tell us a little bit about Spaces and its potential for business? Well, I mean, I think for people that are already on Twitter, it makes a lot of sense because um, you don't need to add another 
app or, you know, start another profile or, you know, people just, I think are kind of overwhelmed. Now I'm not saying not taking anything away from clubhouse, but I was reluctant to get on there for those very reasons. I just didn't want to manage another, you know, social media platform. And, um, I think Twitter's just made it so easy and it's a natural fit. If you're already on there, you have an audience. Um, it, I think, you know, I see great things ahead and I think they're going to allow you to start recording, you know, your, um, your spaces. And I think that that could be a, just another, you know, way to leverage it for your business. Well, they actually have, um, I just saw it the other day. It's a little bit hard to get to the archive mm -hmm. audio, but you can do it through your settings on Twitter. But that is a new that is a new uh, feature of Spaces now is that you can access um, the audio, which is great because mm -hmm. you know we we talked about that at my job about how could we potentially repurpose the content that we're recording uh, in Spaces. But can you tell us a little bit about like kind of. Um, talk about the, the actual experience of being in a space? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's, again, it's one of those things that I think it takes a little uh, time to get the hang of. Um, and so I think the first time a lot of people go in there, they probably are more comfortable listening. Um, we have, we will talk about this, but we have a space every Friday. And what we have noticed is that even sometimes when you try to hand the mic to people, they're not ready for that. And, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to talk to be in a space, you can just listen. And so um, you can only do it from your phone. So that's something to take note of. I know that the, um, that's going to be changing. They're going to be adding, you know, the, the desktop uh, feature as well. But um, the experience is just, you know, you go in, hopefully you've arranged to meet at least one or two other people because otherwise you'll just be in there by yourself, which is, you know, nobody likes that. Um, kind of like a Twitter chat. I'm like, yeah, you need, you need other people to like right. join in. Um, and then, um, you know, so we've had, gosh, I don't know how many at the most, I, I think there might be a limit on it, but I swear there have been a number of folks, maybe I'm going to say 15 or 20 at a time in there. And it's, um, you know, like not everybody will talk. So you just kind of, I think it's fine to, to kind of lurk and, and just be a fly on the wall. Um, and at least initially till you understand what it is, but it's really not hard to like get the hang of it either. So. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a little intimidating for people at mm -hmm. first because mm -hmm. when you actually press the button to get into uh you know, a room, especially mm -hmm. a room that's small, you know, there's four people in there, there's five mm -hmm. people in there that you're nervous because you feel like you're now on stage, right? Mm -hmm. um, I went into one the other day, I had no idea who was in there, but there was only like six people. And they're like, hey, Vin Driscoll, how you doing? You know, they looked at my profile yeah. and I was just immediately like, whoops, you know, where am I? What are we talking about? Like, I hope it's a, it's a topic that yeah. I can contribute to right. because immediately they're telling me, you know, hey, you want to get up and, and talk? And I'm like, you know, I felt like Forrest Gump in that scene where, you know, he gets pushed on stage <laughs> and he doesn't know what he's talking about and he just gets up there. And I'm like, I don't want to be Forrest Gump there. So oh. I think it's a little bit intimidating for people when they first jump into a space mm -hmm. because they don't mm -hmm. know what to expect. Mm -hmm. but I think once you get over that hump, mm -hmm. I think you start to see the value, especially if you're in a room where there you, you could, you could add, you know, 
to the conversation. It's about social media. It's about PR. It's about something that you feel that, hey, I can get in there and, and really kind of uh, join this conversation. Then I mm -hmm. think people are going to start to see the value. Yeah. And I think that's a tip for hosts on there as well. Like maybe people don't want to talk. And so maybe wait for them to, you know, put their hand up or whatever. Um, you know, just, just, I guess if people feel like kind of forced into the spotlight, sometimes they get very like, you know, nervous. And so it might be better to, um, you know, to wait for them to, sometimes they just speak up sometimes they don't raise their hand they'll just say hey I have something to contribute in that and then you know that's great and then other people like I said I know in our space we've tried to get people engaged and sometimes I think they're just like Meh. <laughs> they're like Homer Simpson going back in the bushes you know like that Jim. so um anyway <laughs> no you you touched upon a, a a good segue there to get in there and listen is, mm -hmm. is a lot different than to host and I think mm -hmm. hosting is really where you have to be prepared. You're gonna mm -hmm. you're gonna create a space, a topic that you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, be prepared and have to, and have topics and and mm -hmm. talking points. Mm -hmm. And you will ask questions. We we had one last Friday where the host uh, she asked a question and we had like seven people in there and it was like crickets. Nobody nobody responded and it was just yeah. like okay, let's move on to the next question. Um, so there's yes, there's there's clearly a learning curve there's mm -hmm. a comfort curve as well like you have mm -hmm. to get into a position where you have you, you're the subject matter expert if you're the host you have to mm -hmm. make sure that you can facilitate you, you have talking points and, and you're going to really kind of you know get in there and and control it like you would be on stage somewhere and i and i hate right. to use that analogy because it, because a lot of people don't like to get up in front of audiences and no. talk. You're not really in front of an audience. I mean, you are, but it's mm -hmm. a virtual audience and it's mm -hmm. should be less intimidating, but yeah. it's not for a lot of people. Yeah. I think without the video, I mean, to me, the video component is what makes it more, you know, nerve wracking or being on stage in front of people who are looking at you as opposed to just listening. Um, I think the, the talking and listening to me is, so much easier, but not everybody is, you know, not everybody wants that. And I think that's okay too. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you need talkers and listeners, right? You need speakers and listeners. So. Right. Like the world needs writers and readers, you know, there's the same, same thing. So, right. um, so I think we touched upon this a little bit earlier uh, mm -hmm. about Clubhouse. Cause I asked you yeah. uh, earlier, you know, why spaces and why not Clubhouse, yeah. but yeah. You, you touched upon that perfectly. Um, and I'll reiterate what you said. You said, you didn't, you didn't want to get into a whole new uh, network. Um, can yeah. you expound on that? Well, I was invited to come over to Clubhouse. And I think, you know, at the time it was like, oh, you know, everybody was like, hey, I've got some invites. You want to come over? And then somebody actually invited me to speak on like a panel on PR. And at first I was like, well, sure, you know, I'd be interested in doing that. And then when I started to look at what was really involved in me getting on Clubhouse, I think at the time um, I had read an article by David Muirman Scott that said, um, they required you to give access to everybody in your, all your contacts and your phone. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to do that. Um, and I think they may have changed that since then, but I read his piece and he, while he was somewhat a fan, he also had some concerns. And I just thought, you know, at the time I was just so overwhelmed with work and, and busy that I just thought, I don't really want to have to add an additional platform to what I'm already trying to manage, you know, so yeah, and that's perfectly summed up because Clubhouse is a completely different social network, whereas Spaces 
is a feature of a network that already exists. And right. like you said earlier, you already have a presence on Twitter. You, you have a right. very good presence. I have a strong presence as well. Waiting for spaces to happen, which we all kind of knew was going to, like earlier this year, Twitter was talking about, we're going to have a feature called spaces. It's going to be just like Clubhouse. It's going to be audio-based. So why not wait around for that to happen so that you hit the ground running with a predefined mm -hmm. audience? Like your audience is already defined. You've got followers. I've got followers. Mm -hmm. Why try to build up on a different network when you already have a network set up? Yeah. So I joined Clubhouse and you know, I had to start from scratch. I had to, to build an audience. I had to you know, establish myself as a subject matter expert. And after a while, it just became too arduous. I didn't have time for it. You know, I, I, I just figured, you know, I'm going to wait for spaces just like you and just like a lot of people have done because right now mm -hmm. Clubhouse is kind of downloads are going down big time uh, because of spaces. Spaces is now where people are taking their chats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, and I, it's so funny because I was thinking to myself, hey, I, I got that one right. Like, so <laughs> I waited a little bit, you yeah. know, like I didn't jump right in there. And I'm like, sometimes that's a mistake, but sometimes, you know, it is the right move. And for me, it was completely the right move. So totally. And I've, I haven't abandoned Clubhouse, but I, I'm definitely focused more on spaces. Yeah. So let's talk about your, um, your Friday, your Friday space uh, called yep. the PR lunch hour. Yep. Um, it's very engaged, very robust. I, I've been in a few of your chats as a listener. I haven't, you know, I've been kind of lurking in the back, but you do get quite a good, um, you know, crowd. You've, you've mm -hmm. got, you know, 15, 20 people in there, um, which is more than yeah. we get. Um, can you let us know how you've been able to get so much buy-in during your weekly conversations? Well, I have to give credit uh, to my uh, my fabulous co-hostesses, um, Tanya McKenzie and Tamara uh, Sykes. And um, I think Tanya really kind of spearheaded the whole thing. And we met on Twitter um, and it just kind of took off. I mean, I even will say to them sometimes, I don't even know how this happened. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes the best things are kind of like that. And it has worked out um, really well. I mean, it's very, you know, they're while you do need to prepare, it is somewhat low maintenance as far as like, you know, what we really do uh, to, we will, we will sometimes collaborate ahead of time and maybe have a call or exchange, you know, absolutely exchange um, messages on Twitter, um, DMs about, you know, what we're going to talk about and um, what the hot topics might be. Um, but I think part of the reason it's been successful is that, you know, we do have uh, engaged followers and they are anxious to, um, you know, hear and talk and exchange ideas and, you know, learn from each other. And I mean, to me, that's the best thing that, you know, that's what Twitter's all about. That's the best part of Twitter for me. Again, I am rapping with Michelle Garrett, PR consultant, and we are <laughs> talking spaces today. So, okay. So I got to ask you, this is the, you know, mm -hmm. the million dollar question. Has this space that you're doing on Friday created any opportunities for your business? You know, I think that um, I, I have written about this before about lurkers, and I feel like there is quite a powerful presence uh, there. Um, I cannot tie anything directly to it yet, 
But I have people all the time who will get in touch with me and say, hey, I followed you on Twitter for a while now. And like, I had no idea they were following me. Like, I didn't really know they didn't engage. They just, they were lurking. Right. Right. Um, and it's a pretty, I mean, the, the research that I looked at, and I mean, I don't know if there's anything that's more recent now was the lurker uh, percentage is pretty high of people mm -hmm. that don't, that follow you and may read or listen or, you know, see your things, see your posts and your, um, your pieces, but they may not ever tell you that until they're ready to do something. And that's what I try to tell my clients. To me, it's like, well, you know, you may not always be able to measure the direct impact on your business, but I think there is an impact on your business. And I have like anecdotal evidence all day long from both my experience and that of my clients who will back that up. Right. And I think you have to really define what your key performance, you know, indicator is like, wh mm -hmm. what are you measuring? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, of course, direct, direct transactions, direct sales, mm -hmm. direct, uh, mm -hmm. you know, relationships that will lead to, you know, um, sales that, that to me is like cut and dry. But if, if you're trying to measure, okay, followers, people who are following you on Twitter because of your, you know, your space, then yes, that's a win as well. You know, that mm -hmm. to me is a win for your business. Um, yeah. So it's all on how you define it. But mm -hmm. I think that the more that you establish yourself as a leader and a subject matter expert in your field, which is mm -hmm. what you're doing on spaces, the right. bigger following you're going to get and the, and the more recognizable you're going to be yeah. and you're going to stand out. And I think that mm -hmm. is, I think that's the value there. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I mean, I mean, here's the thing about Twitter that I think is so funny is like, I think that some people go into it with like a strategy, you know, and like, they're always trying to, you know, increase their followers. And like, for me, it's just fun. I mean, it's fun. Like right now, this is fun. Like, it's fun to talk about what you're passionate about. It's fun right. to talk about PR for me. I enjoy that. You know, like I would do that all day if it would, you know, if it would pay the bills. I would do it all right. day, every day. Right. I right. would write about it, talk about it, post about it you know it's fun and to me that i mean that is why i'm on twitter in the first place now are there advantages benefits that come out of it absolutely and i think your passion comes through and if you're loving what you're doing people are going to take notice of that and they want they gravitate toward that so it makes sense to me but when i try to explain it sometimes it sounds cheesy or corny or but but i i that to me it makes perfect sense i understand that I think you nailed it. I think it was a great answer about fun. I think when people, you know, are are having fun in mm -hmm. social media, but also in a business perspective, like they're not mm -hmm. just selling, they're also having fun. They're showing you the lighter side of life, you know, things that have nothing to do with their business. Yeah. They're, they're just enjoying life. I think that's when they become human approachable, relatable, and that's where you're going to see follows. You know, we, we preach that all the time. It's like, mm -hmm. show your human side. It, it's not always business. People go to social media to get away from business. So yeah. if I'm on social media and I'm posting business stuff, like I'm not here for that. I'm here for something else. Right. And I'm also providing that type of value in terms of like, mm -hmm. oh, that was a great tweet. That was funny. Who is this guy? I'm going to follow him. Boom. You know, next thing yeah. you know, you've got more followers. And that, that's really the name of the game. I think, you know, you have to set yourself up to be somebody who is worth following. Yeah. I think you, I think that's, I think that's absolutely true. Everything you said is true. And I think people that approach it from the angle of, oh, you know, we're just here because we have to be, or we're just here to see, 
you know, like, I don't know, I just, some things are just off-putting on there and they, instead of like attracting people to you will do the opposite. So, I mean, sometimes it's like, I think people almost try too hard. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain that, but I just feel like for some of us, it is a natural fit and it just, it works really well. I think that's maybe the secret of social media, find out, you know, like which platform, you know, kind of fits your personality or, you know, obviously you've got to go where your audience is. But I mean, some people would say in my case, I work primarily in B2B, it would be LinkedIn. Well, guess what? I'm not crazy about LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, but as far as the love in my heart for it, not the same as it is for Twitter, right? So, I mean, I would be on Twitter whether or not I was, I had my own consulting practice, you know, that's to me, it's just, I enjoy it. I feel the same way, Michelle. I'm, I've been on Twitter for like you, a dozen years. Um, my heart is in Twitter and like, like you, I don't feel the same love for, for LinkedIn. That said, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I do it for business, not, not only, you know, for my personal, but also for business. I'm very familiar with the network. I see its value. It's just not where my heart is. Um, my heart is on Twitter. So, you know, you don't, you don't have to have your heart in so many different places. Like yeah. you said, it, it could be in one place. It could be in two places. Um, but right. follow your heart and go, and go to where, you know, it makes most sense. So yeah. let's talk about create, like you can create a scheduled space. Yeah. Um, when I first did spaces about a month, month and a half ago, you couldn't create scheduled spaces. So mm-hmm. they had to be impromptu. They had to be like, you know, hey, let's go live. And, and mm-hmm. now you can schedule them yeah. and you create a little uh, a tweet that says it's been scheduled. But it's so it's the discoverability factor for finding spaces mm-hmm. is not easy. You can't just stumble upon them. It's, it's difficult. Yeah. Have you been marketing them in any possible way other than just creating a tweet? We, well, we do. I mean, first of all, again, I have to give a hat hats off to my collaborators because they're great about the, like, I mean, Tanya created a little video that, you know, with, with still images, but it's like a little, has a little inter- interactivity there. And then um, uh, Tamara created a, um, an image, like a, a graphic with all of our, you know, pictures and, and the time and, and all that and the topic, of course. And so I use those things and we, I promoted it on LinkedIn. I promoted it on Instagram. Um, I've probably promoted it. I'm sure I put it on Facebook too, on my business page. So, I mean, I think all of us are kind of promoting it. And what's interesting too, is that I think we all have, um, our followers are maybe in little different categories. And so that's kind of been like a cross pollination a little bit. Um, we do share some of the same, you know, followers and groups and things, but I think, um, we've gotten a very, um, diverse, uh, you know, attendees are all over the map. I mean, they're all over the world and we talk about all kinds of things and sometimes you don't know where the discussion is going to go, but that's what kind of makes it interesting and fun. And, and even if, you know, you can't be there every week, it's going to be different. I mean, from week to week, we, we do have some of the same like topics that we chat about, like, you know, share your wins, or if you need help, we, you know, can we help you with a resource or things like that? But that we usually, um, you know, we'll come up with something that's going on like a crisis or, 
Um, you know, Naomi Osaka was a really hot topic that week. And so we talked about that and that just, I mean, that went in all kinds of directions that, you know, you might not have expected. Right, so right. you do need to be kind of prepared for that, but, um, also you can't control it. So you right. be ready for that too, I guess. Right. And I love that you, you're creating these images that, um, talk about, okay, they're very professionally done. They have the headshots of, of the hosts and the co-hosts, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think that that's a huge uh, step in the right direction, I think, because now you're adding visual representation of, of, of your upcoming space, you're promoting in different networks. Um, and I think that is, I mean, a lot of people can't do that because they don't have a design team with them. Um, yeah. But there are tools out there uh, that you can like um, Canva and like you can just create, you know, basic images that promote your, your uh, upcoming spaces. And I think mm -hmm. that's gonna help you get attendance in your space. Uh, yeah. So what about, e uh, do you do uh, email blast or any type of email marketing for these? We haven't, I should probably put it in my newsletter and I'm trying to think if Tanya put it in her newsletter or not. I don't know if I saw it there, but that's a really good idea. I just do a, a newsletter once a month. And so, um, but I can always, I can always drop a little note in there with the image about it. That's a good, good tip. There Take you go. Yeah, I mean, we have our CEO and president of our company doing uh, a space in two weeks. He's going to be talking about our ASI show Chicago, which is coming up in July. So we're excited for that. And we're going to certainly promote yeah. the hell out of that one, um, you know, because when you have, you know, our a CEO or somebody who is pretty high up, you, mm -hmm. you want to make sure that the, the awareness is out there and that you're that you're going to get some mm -hmm. uh, some good buy in. Um, sure. So a couple more questions. Um, and now this is one that kind of you know, it seems like it might be a natural fit because of spaces. Now, you, you host a Twitter chat. It's called yeah. the Freelance Chat every Thursday. Now, for people who right. don't know, a Twitter chat is almost exactly like a space, except instead of audio, you're doing text and you're following mm -hmm. a hashtag. Now, how many of those text-based chat participants have you been able to convert into audio participants? Um, I think there's some uh, overlap, although on freelance chat, and this was somebody told me that they thought it was only for people who freelance in PR. Well, no, it's for people who freelance doing anything. So right. I mean, we have people that are photographers, we have people that are writers, designers, um, all kinds of consultants and, and various um you know, fields. So um, in that way, it's not di a direct hit, a direct match, but I think there are people that are just, you know, interested in like kind of following you, like wherever you're at, you know? And so, you know, that's a really great thing too. And I actually, now that we're talking about it, I think maybe I should start a space for freelance chat. That's a, that's a good idea. See, I got another idea. To write. You're going to be on Twitter all the time now. I mean, you spend all your time on Twitter. <laughs> I, I kind of already do. It's yeah. like the sad truth of it, but no, I, I kind of treat it like a water cooler, or at least I try to, but sometimes, you know, it's like you go down a rabbit hole and you're like, uh Oh, it's been, you know, 20 minutes and I've been, you know, <laughs> I've been down many of those rabbit holes. Yeah. Trust me. Now, let me ask you a question about consistency. Now, uh, mm -hmm. your um, your space is on Fridays yep. and your Twitter chat is on Thursdays, correct? Yes. And you make sure that you have them every week at the same time, correct? Yes. Do you, do you feel that's important? I do. 
I do. I mean, to me, and even, I mean, this isn't anything, not just business, but I mean, even my personal life, if I have a recurring, you know, every, you know, every fourth Sunday we meet for brunch or like every, you know, third Thursday, we get together for happy hour, you know, whatever it might be. Um, I find that that's so much easier for busy people to remember, even if they can't make it every week, they know, okay, well, they're there every Thursday at noon. So I can tune in when I do have an hour and, or just want to stop by, they're going to be there. The same thing with the space on Friday. Um, we just kind of landed on that. And I, you know, I don't see us really changing that. I mean, it's, it's been working. So. I think that's very important. I think if you, if you're consistent um, and you do it every week, even if you don't get much buying at first, keep it going. Like yeah. we, we talked about um, why we started our space on a Friday, one o'clock Friday during the summer. Um, it yeah. could be a dead zone for, for, for social media because a lot of people take three day weekends, people on vacations. Right. Why do we, why did we do that? We don't know why we just did it, but we're, you know, we're, we're trying to be <laughs> consistent because we we're like, you know what? We can't change now. You know, we, we want to make sure that we keep this going. Mm -hmm. And I think the idea is that long term, especially mm -hmm. once the summer is over, yep. you know, Fridays for me, it's Friday at one o'clock. Um, yep. You know, we're going to get that sort of awareness like, mm -hmm. oh, that's right. Every every Friday at one o'clock, those mm -hmm. ASI people are going to be chatting. So yeah. we don't want to move it all over the place because then you're going to people are going to be like, I don't know. Is it Monday? Is it Friday? So yeah. I think consistency is also uh, very important. Also, do you have hashtags that you use for your space? Yes, it's hashtag PR lunch hour. And I usually live tweet, you know, nuggets that come out of it yeah. um, when I can. And there's always, I mean, I even take notes during it on my own, you know, for myself, because there's all, there are always ideas and just, um, you know, it's just amazing. Cause one thing I'll say about the timing, consistency is absolutely very important no matter what you're doing and you got to keep doing it. Like if you're really, if you really want it to go, you can't just do it once or twice and say, oh, it didn't work. It's the same with PR, same with any, I mean, I would say that across the board. But the thing about the timing is when you schedule it um, so that people from other countries, other time zones can be part of it, to me, it enriches the entire conversation. And that is one of my very favorite things about Twitter overall, and also for chats and spaces, is that when you schedule it for that that kind of that noonish time frame, um, people in Europe, for example, are five hours or six hours ahead. ahead. I found out France is different than the UK, which I didn't know. So there you go. Six hours <laughs> in France, five hours in the UK. Um, but, um, but yeah, we get people from all over literally. And if we had it at a different time of day, we would probably miss some of that. So mm -hmm. now we have like, like T Tanya's on the West coast. Um, Tamara and I are, are here on the, in Eastern time. And then of course we hit, you know, all the other, you know, a lot of other time zones. I won't say the, all of them, but we do get a pretty good, um, you know, we attract people from all over. And I think that's important too. I agree. I, I like the idea of having your own hashtag. So if you start a space, you know, um, and you're thinking about using hashtag search to make sure that whatever hashtag you're going to be using isn't being used by anybody else. And it's pretty simple. Like, you know, for us, it's like promo space. Um, you know, there's really not much out there. So we're trying to push that. But also uh, be mindful of potential audience. You know, you, you could, like when we think about East Coast. Like I think about East Coast. If I did my space at 9 a.m., what about our potential listeners on the West Coast? It's like they're not even up yet. So, yeah. you know, we try to make sure that we cover all of our national base. Yep. So what 1 p.m. 
Eastern Standard Time, you know, it's it's 10 o'clock in California. It, it, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. We don't really think about internationally. But again, if we did, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably dinner time there. They can still participate if they want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it's um, 4 a.m. or something. So, yeah, you know, we're you know, we're mindful of that as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, for social media purposes, you have to be mindful about where your core, you know, who your core audience is, where they are, and right. when they're, when they're most likely to engage. Absolutely. That's All right. Awesome. So I have a couple more questions. Yeah. Um, so what one piece of advice would you give somebody who wants to start hosting an active and engaged space, but they're a little bit hesitant? Well, I mean, first of all, you know, work on engaging on Twitter in general. I mean, to me, uh, that's where the, you know, the magic happens is the engagement. It's not just you posting out, oh, we have a sale on this or, oh, we have, a, you know, we're closed on Monday or, you know, like that's not right. going to really engage people. And then, of course, if they interact with your uh, posts, your tweets, you should be responding. And, and you know, that doesn't mean you have to be on there and necessarily respond it depends on how big the company is of course like some people do have a dedicated social media manager that sits there all day and does that but I'm just saying for somebody like a small business you don't necessarily need to feel like you need to be responsive you know in the same minute or hour but just at some point you know make sure that you let people know that they're you know that you've you know that you appreciate them interacting with you or just say thanks or hi or I mean whatever it is um so that's first and then I would say just don't be afraid to give it a try. Do think about a time. For one thing we thought about with the time was that we didn't want to have a space at a time anybody else that might be competing for participants would be on there. Um, Somebody was aware of another um, PR related um, uh, space that was I think at 11 o'clock or something. So we did kind of decide that we were not going to try to like, we don't want to steal people, you know, we're not right. trying to do that at all. So we we're trying to pick a time that was going to be um, conducive to that as well. Um, but I mean, those are a couple tips, but I would say like anything, I think it's great to just try it and, and tweak it as you go. I mean, why not? What do you have to I'm, lose? I know. And, and like you said, like if you're going to host, I think that you really need to, to establish yourself first on Twitter. Um, to be a listener, it's very simple. Um, you know, just find the spaces. And we talked about how it's difficult to find spaces right now. Um, you can only use your phone. Um, but if you look at the top by your fleets, you know, anytime somebody is, um, you know, that you follow is going in a space, it'll Mm -hmm. highlight in purple. You can click on it. You can join that space. Um, Now, if you want to host, it's a different story. I think you really need to establish yourself. Uh, My one piece of advice would be put a face and a name to a brand. Um, Like what I do on on Twitter, I feel like I represent a brand, but I'm me, you know, I'm I'm Vin Driscoll. Um, People know who I am. I represent a brand. If you're just a brand, say I'm going to use Coca-Cola for instance, and you host a space, like mm-hmm. who is who is hosting that space? Like Coca-Cola, right. who's Coca-Cola? Like could be anybody. Um, yeah. You know, I would recommend it. You know, create a business, almost like a business persona on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Speak on behalf of your brand and establish a following, and then start to host. You know, I mean, look, it, mm-hmm. just go out. Like you said, go out and try it. You know, it, it's it's worth trying and then refining. Yeah. And some things don't work for everybody. I mean, I think that's important too. And, 
one of the things I was talking about this morning on Twitter was like, you are not your audience. So just because you don't think, you know, you don't like Twitter or you don't like spaces, that doesn't mean that your audience, right? you know, they might like it. So, you know, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't give it a try if that's where your audience is and that's where they're, you know, what they respond to. So. Absolutely. Okay. Last yeah. question. I always yeah. end with a fun question. So you, you love to use GIFs and memes. I've been following you for a while. I do. You got any favorites? Let us know what they are. You know, I love Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has a whole category all of his own. If yeah. you type in Steve Harvey, and there are a couple of my ones that I use quite a bit with Steve. He just makes me laugh. And then, you know, I love cats. <laughs> so I use a lot of cat, uh, cat gifs and memes and so if anybody has any of those that they want to bring to my attention that i haven't maybe discovered um i'm always happy to to see those so yeah i i'm a big fan of Shit's creek i don't know if you you've watched the show yeah, yeah. um but david from the show i mean he is one of the most quotable yeah. characters in recent memory on, on on tv shows i use him a lot and also for internal communications i love the rachel mcadams um one where she says shut up oh it's from mean girls so i tell a lot of people to shut up at work you know they they message me on teams and i'm like and i'm like where's that rachel mcadams meme (laughs) so so yes um you know it's all in good fun but you know i i like to to use those but anyway michelle garrett thank you so much for your time today um this has been very informative um spaces i think has a, a a pretty bright future on Twitter. That's, that's for me personally, I think, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, Mm -hmm. Four months ago, I sat in this chair and I said the same thing about Clubhouse. I think there's still opportunity for Clubhouse, but Mm -hmm. I think there's probably more opportunity in spaces only because, you know, Twitter has been around for so, so long. Um, Mm -hmm. So thank you for your insight. You know, I think this is going to be, you know, very helpful to a lot of small businesses you know, who, who want to jump into spaces, but aren't mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So before we go, can, uh, you know, let anybody know how they can reach you? Well, sure. I mean, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> As you know, I'm yep. on Twitter a lot um, at PR is us. And then I have a website. It's just michellegarrett.com. And that's kind of the hub, I guess, of my marketing, but I'm, I'm of course on LinkedIn and, um, you know, I'm, I'm out there. So, um, you know, hopefully it'll be easy to find me and come to the space on Friday. If, if you're into PR or you have a small business, we talk about, you know, a lot of like marketing and social media things that are related to marketing your small business. So anybody's welcome to, to stop by. We won't force you to talk if you don't want to. <laughs> and on that note, thank you again, Michelle Garrett. I will talk to you soon. Thank you.